Nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, Marijuana, Ecstasy and Alcohol. Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. The podcast that invites you to come find yourself. Yes, so you can listen to this and say it's not just me. And I can talk to you and say, it's all right. It's not just you. It is also me. Um, The opening line there today was Feel Good Hit the Summer by Queens of the Stone Age. (laughs) As sung badly by me, nicotine, valium, vicodin, marijuana, ecstasy and alcohol. I can tick three things off that list, which may surprise some of you. Some of you may be surprised that I can only tick off three. And some of you may be surprised that I can tick off as many as three. You might think, oh, it should only be two, really. But no, it is three. Um, If you stay listening to this podcast, you'll find out what the third one is. You could probably guess. Um, So I'm going to share a piece with you today, which is related to one of the things on that list. But I have to start by confessing to something. And here's where you can feel it's not just me that makes mistakes. It's not just me that checks things before I talk about them. Um, So on my St. Patrick's Day episode, I said that I thought Jimmy Cricket was not from Ireland. Well, he's from Northern Ireland. He's from County Tyrone. And I had, (laughs) my friend said he's from Rochdale. I think he lives there now. Um, and is not even Irish. And I just thought, yeah, I think that sounds about right to me. Didn't check it. I mean, how easy would that have been? So I made a mistake. I didn't do my research. However, I was reading um, a piece that Harry Hill had written, actually, about being from an Irish-English family and the problem with TV in the 70s and 80s. And when you had comedians who were helping to reinforce stereotypes so certainly the material of Jimmy Cricket was used as a means to say that Irish people were stupid we can't be on board with that anyway let's move on (laughs) we all make mistakes lesson learned Google is there Tony sometimes it can be your friend but don't rely on it for the whole truth um so I fessed up that is done. Maybe he's going to come around, kick my head in and then wait for me to, to kind of get back up and he'll go, <laughs> come here, there's more. Um, that's enough of that. Let's talk about smoking. So don't smoke. It's terrible habits. It's very bad for you. Uh, most people that I know used to smoke because I am of that generation. And I stopped smoking 21 years ago, It'll be 22 years ago in September. I had my last cigarette that I can remember. At my wedding reception, um, I've been sort of trying to stop and think maybe had not smoked very much. But when it came to our wedding reception, I'd had several drinks. I thought, yeah, come on then. Nothing like a bride with a cigarette. (laughs) So that was then. Um, And if I walk past somebody that's smoking every now and then, I say, oh, that smells nice. Um, But I don't plan to start up again. Firstly, because it will give you cancer. And secondly, because it is so expensive. When I see kids outside the secondary school, I, did, I saw a boy, Comic Relief Day yesterday, uh, watching all the kids walking into school in their non-uniform. And uh, I was walking my dog. I wasn't just standing there spying on teenagers. But there was this boy wandered up and I thought, mm, he looks quite old to be a student, but too young to be a teacher, maybe a sixth former. But he's walking along 
having a cigarette. He ground it out, put it in the bin, walked into school, stinking of cigarettes. <laughs> I thought, and I thought, I looked at him and I thought, you must be rich. Because I think they're nearly £10 a packet now. Anyway, um, this piece, which is from Reasons to be Cheerful, part two, uh, Reasons to be Cheerful, rides again. You will find it listed as on Amazon. Um, it's about smoking and two moments that are imprinted in my memory. One, Basingstoke, Guy Fawkes Night, 1986. A gang of children are hanging out in the woods, just in front of the old people's home where local mothers in pale blue housecoats and aprons look after the ageing population. The bonfire has a plank running across the centre of it and the boys are riding their bikes through the flames. Children play catch with fire lighters bought from the co-op. Why pretend you've got a hot potato when you can hold real fire in your hands? We're out in the dark, unsupervised. A boy, one of a pair of local twins who I'm not allowed to play with, turns to me and asks, do you want a drag? He's tall and slim, thin lips parting to show sharp teeth as he offers a lit cigarette in his bony hand. I am 11 and impressionable. I take it. I put the cigarette in my mouth and suck. The smoke enters my mouth and I cough it out. It's like eating the remnants of an ashtray, and I should know, having been caught doing exactly that as a baby. I hand the cigarette back and run away in search of the tree bought extra strong mints, which will not fool my parents later that evening. <laughs> Remember doing that? Have you been smoking? No, I've been next to a bonfire. Part two, Woodley, November 1995. It is late evening and I am cold. I'm wearing a short silver A-line dress, shiny tights, black patent dolly shoes and a cropped denim jacket. I'm going with a colleague to see a DJ at the After Dark Club, but we stop at his local pub first to collect his friend. The pub is full and I am out of place, my jacket not adequately hiding the fact that I'm dressed for clubbing, not for playing darts. I clutch the bottle of Bex that is offered to me and stand close to my colleague. A man correctly observes that I am not my colleague's girlfriend but is assured via some choice words that I am there as a friend, not a bit on the side. The man we are waiting for arrives. He has hair like Action Man, dark brown eyes and neat, straight teeth. I thought you were going to be a bloke, he says. He offers me a silk cut and I am hooked. Now, dear listener, you may have guessed or may not. Um, the second part of that was the night I met my husband. Uh, or the man who was to become my husband. And um, yeah, we've kept each other, but both given up the cigarettes. So there you are. Um, it's quite nice, I think. <laughs> it's quite nice that we bonded over him offering me a silk cut. Um, but there is part of me that is wistful for those days. Um, part of me that is glad that I don't have to go in that pub again because my God, you have never been in a pub that smells quite as bad as that pub. And we were telling our son about it. And um, we said to him, oh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those pubs where your feet would stick to the floor. <laughs> he said, why did you take your shoes off when you went in? <laughs> no, didn't literally, you, your, your actual feet didn't literally stick to the floor. So, yeah, maybe we should have been, um, uh, should have explained it better and said your shoes would stick to the floor. Um, I think that will do for today because it's sunny and I'm sure you're like, uh, well, we'd love to listen in tone, but actually much rather be putting me washing on the line or going to the seaside or doing a bit of sunbathing in your garden. Um, I hope that if you've made a mistake, you don't beat yourselves up about it. And I hope that you get some time to just 
enjoy some lovely weather over the weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give it a share and I'll be back with you tomorrow.